0: أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله believe. He is the Mそれで of Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillah رب العالمين Ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. الدين. إياك wa ihdin as-sirata al-mustaqim sirata allatheena
1: after reciting the tashahhud dawz and surah al-fatiha has it helped to the fifth al Ta'ala ibn Salaziz stated, Accounts related to Hazrat Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu's acceptance of Islam were previously being narrated. There are some more narrations in this regard. Some incidents have been mentioned from a different angle and that is why they are mentioned. However, it can seem as though these incidents are the same. I will now mention a few more of these details. Hazrat Abu Bakr's acceptance of Islam has been recorded in Usdul Ghaba as follows. Hazrat Abdullah bin Mas'ud anhu, relates that Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq anhu, said Prior to the advent of the Holy Prophet, wasalam, I once went to Yemen and stayed with an elderly gentleman belonging to the tribe of Azd. He was a scholar and had studied divine scriptures. He was also an expert in genealogy. When he saw me, he said, I believe that you are a resident of the Haram. I replied that this is correct. I am from the Haram. Following this, he said, I believe that you belong to the Quraysh. I replied that this is correct. I am from the Quraysh. He then said, I believe you to be from the tribe of Taim. I replied that this is correct. I belong to the tribe of Taim bin Murrah. My name is Abdullah bin Uthman and I am of the offspring of Kaab bin Saad bin Taim bin Murrah. He said, I only have one thing left to say to you. Here, he mentioned his name to be Abdullah bin Uthman. However, I believe that the Holy Prophet had not yet changed his name to Abdullah. Nevertheless, this is what is in the narration. The elderly man said, I only have one thing left to say to you. I asked what it was. He said, lift the shirt from your stomach and show me. I replied that I will not do so unless you tell me why you asked this of me. He said, Based upon correct and authentic knowledge, a prophet will be appointed in the Haram, and a young man and an elderly individual will support him in his task. As far as the young man is concerned, he will throw himself into difficulties and dispel worries and concerns. And as far as the elderly individual is concerned, He will be slim and of a fair complexion. He will have a birthmark on his stomach and a mark on his left thigh. He further said, It is not necessary for you to show me what I ask of you. For me, all the other signs have been fulfilled in you, apart from that which is hidden from me. Hazrat Abu Bakr then said, I removed the shirt from my stomach, and he saw a black birthmark above my navel. Upon this, he said, By the Lord of the Kaaba, it is you. I will now present a matter before you, and you should listen carefully. Hazrat Abu Bakr said, What is it? He replied, Be cautious of not deviating from the guidance. Hold firmly onto this exemplary and lofty path. Remain fearful of God in relation to the wealth and prosperity that he will endow you with. Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu anhu says, I completed my work in Yemen and met the elderly gentleman once more in order to bid farewell to him. Upon this he said, Will you remember some verses of mine which I have composed about the grandeur of that Prophet? I replied that I would do so. Hence, he recited a few couplets. Hazrat, <laughs> Hazrat Abu Bakr <laughs> says, I then went to Makkah and the Holy Prophet <laughs> had already made his claim. Following this, Uqba bin Abi Muayt, Shaiba, Rabia, Abu Jahal, Abu Bakhtari and various other chiefs of the Quraysh came to me. I said to them, Has some form of affliction befallen you? Or has something happened for all of you to come here together? They said, O oh Abu Bakr, a grave incident has taken place. Abu Talib's orphan claims to be a prophet. If it were not for you, we would not delay in this matter. But seeing as you have now come, you are the one who we turn to, and you are sufficient for us to deal with this matter. Hazrat Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu, further says, I politely avoided the subject, and when I inquired about the Holy Prophet wasallam." I was told that he was at the home of Khadija radiAllahu anha. I went and knocked on the door. When he came outside, I said, O Muhammad you have left the home of your family and you have abandoned the religion of your forefathers. The Holy Prophet replied, O Abu Bakr, I am the messenger of Allah unto you and to all people so believe in Allah. I asked, What proof do you have of this? The Holy Prophet answered, That elderly man whom you met in Yemen. I then said, There are many elderly men in Yemen whom I met. The Holy Prophet said, The elderly man who recited couplets to you. I then said, My dear friend, who informed you of this? The Holy Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi replied, The same Archangel who appeared to the Prophets before me. I then stated, Extend your hand so that I may bear witness that there is no God besides Allah and that you are the Messenger of Allah. Hazrat Abu Bakr states, I then returned and no one between the mountains of Mecca was more pleased upon my acceptance of Islam than the Holy Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi This was a narration of Ustul al-Ghaba. It may well be that some aspects are exaggerated for the sake of narrating the account. Nevertheless, many aspects will be correct as well. The following account of Hazrat Abu Bakr's acceptance of Islam has been mentioned in Riyadh al in the following manner. Umm al Hazrat Umm Salima radiallahu anha relates, Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu anhu was a close and sincere friend of the Holy Prophet When he was commissioned as a prophet, the people of the Quraysh went to Hazrat Abu Bakr saying, O Abu Bakr, your companion has gone mad, God forbid. Hazrat Abu Bakr asked, what has happened to him? They answered, he calls the people towards the unity of God at the sacred mosque and says that he is a prophet. Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq said, is this what he claimed? The people replied, yes. Uh-huh. And he is saying this in the sacred mosque. Therefore, Hazrat Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu, went to the Holy Prophet sallallahu sallam, knocked on his door and called him outside. When he came face to face with him, Hazrat Abu Bakr said, "O oh, Abu Qasim, what is this I hear of you? The Holy Prophet replied by asking, "O oh, Abu Bakr, what is it that you heard about me? Hazrat Abu Bakr said, I have been informed that you call towards the unity of God and you say that you are a messenger of Allah. The Holy Prophet stated, Yes, Abu Bakr, my Lord, the Exalted and Majestic, has indeed sent me as a bearer of glad tidings and as a warner. He has made me the fulfillment of the prayer of Abraham and sent me for the whole of mankind. Hazrat Abu Bakr anhu said to the Holy Prophet By Allah, I have never heard you utter a lie. You safeguard trusts, show kindness to your relatives, and perform other good deeds, and you are most worthy of prophethood. Extend your hand so that I may pledge allegiance to you. So the Holy Prophet extended his hand and Hazrat Abu Bakr pledged his allegiance to him, testified to his truthfulness, and declared that what he has been sent with was the truth. Hence, by Allah, Hazrat Abu Bakr anhu, did not delay nor hesitate in the slightest when the Holy Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi invited him to Islam. In one narration, it is mentioned that the Holy Prophet Sallallahu said, Whoever I called to Islam either stumbled, hesitated or waited, except for Abu Bakr. The moment I spoke to him about Islam, he neither moved away nor hesitated. The Holy Prophet stated, O people, Allah has sent me to you, but you said that I am a liar. However, Abu Bakr said that I am truthful, and he has expressed his support for me with his life and his wealth. This was a narration of Sahih al-Bukhari. Mentioning Hazrat Abu Bakr's acceptance of Islam, Hazrat Muslim Aud states, When the Holy Prophet announced his prophethood, Hazrat Abu Bakr at the time was away from Makkah. When he returned, one of his housemaids said to him, Your companion has lost his senses, God forbid, and he is uttering strange things. He states that angels descend upon him from the heavens. Hazrat Abu Bakr stood up at once and went to the house of the Holy Prophet and knocked at his door. The Holy Prophet came outside and Hazrat Abu Bakr submitted. I have only come to ask one thing from you. Have you stated that the angels of God descend upon you and speak to you? Thinking that perhaps Hazrat Abu Bakr may misunderstand, the Holy Prophet tried to explain the situation. This is the more common narration in our Jama'at history. However, Hazrat Abu Bakr submitted, Please do not explain yourself. All I want to know is that have you said such a thing? Again, thinking that perhaps Hazrat Abu Bakr may ask questions such as the appearance of the angels and how they would descend upon him, etc. The Holy Prophet wanted to say a few words to give some context. However, Hazrat Abu Bakr again submitted, No, no, just tell me, is it true? The Holy Prophet stated that it was indeed true. Upon this, Hazrat Abu Bakr submitted, I profess my belief in you. He then said, O Messenger of Allah, the reason I stopped you from giving any explanation is because I wanted my faith to be on the basis of witnessing the truth for myself rather than pondering over the proofs. This is because after having witnessed you as truthful and virtuous, I am not in need of any other proof. Thus, what the Muckans had tried to conceal was manifested by Hazrat Abu Bakr through his action of his. Hazrat Musleh Anhu has mentioned this incident of Hazrat Abu Bakr's acceptance of Islam in another place as well. While elaborating on another matter, he mentions this incident in the following manner. The way in which Hazrat Abu Bakr became a believer was extraordinary when it was revealed to the Holy Prophet that he should claim prophethood. Hazrat Abu Bakr was sitting in the house of a chief of Makkah. The chief's handmaid came and said, I do not know what has happened to Khadija. She is saying that her husband is a prophet just like Moses. People began to laugh upon hearing this and said that people who make such claims are mad. However. Hazrat Abu Bakr, who was very well acquainted with the life of the Holy Prophet stood up at once and went to the door of the Holy Prophet and asked, Have you made a claim? The Holy Prophet replied in the affirmative saying, Allah the Almighty has appointed me for the reformation of the world and has commanded me to abolish shirk. Without any further inquiry, Hazrat Abu Bakr replied, I swear by my father and mother, you have never spoken a lie, and I cannot accept that you would lie regarding God. Thus, I profess belief in the fact that there is none worthy of worship except Allah, and that you are his messenger. Following this, Hazrat Abu Bakr anhu assembled such youths who acknowledged his virtue and righteousness, i.e. those individuals who had witnessed the virtues and righteousness of Hazrat Abu Bakr, and began to enlighten them. As a result, seven more individuals accepted the Holy Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. All these youths were between the ages of 12 and 25. Then, in another place, Hazrat Muslim Maud mentions this incident in the following manner. Hazrat Abu Bakr accepted the Holy Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam based on a single proof and never for a moment did any doubt enter his heart. It is the same proof, but the incidents vary slightly. That proof was that he observed the Holy Prophet ever since childhood and he knew that he never told a lie, never did anything mischievous and never uttered anything vulgar or obscene. Thus, this is what he knew about him. He had no knowledge of any specific Sharia based upon which he could judge the truthfulness of the Holy Prophet He followed no law, and knew nothing about what a prophet of God was, nor did he know about the proofs to substantiate a prophet's truthfulness. All he knew was that the Holy Prophet never told a lie. He was on a journey, and on his way back, someone told him, Your friend Muhammad says that he is a messenger of God. Hazrat Abu Bakr inquired, Did Muhammad really say this? The person replied in the affirmative. Hazrat Abu Bakr then said, He does not lie. Whatever he says must be true. Since he has never spoken a lie about anyone, he could never lie about God. If he never betrayed the people before, it is impossible that he would betray them to such an extent as to ruin their souls. This was the only proof for Hazrat Abu Bakr to accept the Holy Prophet and this is exactly what God Almighty has also stated as a proof. As such, He commanded to tell the people, In other words, I lived amongst you for some time. Observe that during that time I have not betrayed you in any way. How then could I come to betray you with regards to God Almighty? This was the evidence accepted by Hazrat Abu Bakr, who said, if he claims to be the messenger of God, then he is truthful and I believe him. After this, no doubt ever entered his heart, nor did his trust ever waver. He faced many a great trial and was forced to leave his wealth and homeland and even fight against his loved ones but he never once doubted the truthfulness of the Holy Prophet ﷺ. Hazrat Musleh mentioned this incident of Hazrat Abu Bakr's acceptance of the Holy Prophet while he was imparting guidance to those who had taken the bet. The Promised Messiah states, Only God truly knows the extent of the brilliant qualities of Hazrat Abu Bakr owing to which the Holy Prophet gave him the title of Siddiq. The Holy Prophet has also stated that the excellent qualities of Hazrat Abu Bakr was because of the inner state of his heart. If one carefully ponders, in truth, it is difficult to find an example of anyone who has shown sincerity the likes of Hazrat Abu Bakr. The truth is, in every age, whoever wishes to attain the excellent qualities of Siddiq must strive to their utmost to develop the character and nature of Abu Bakr within themselves and then also pray as much as possible. Until and unless one is able to adopt the nature of Abu Bakr and embody his character, they will never be able to attain the excellence of Siddiq. The Prophet Society further states, what does the nature of Abu Bakr entail? This is not the place to delve into this matter extensively, as it requires a vast amount of time. He further says, I will briefly mention one incident. At the time when the Holy Prophet ﷺ claimed prophethood, Hazrat Abu Bakr was travelling to Syria for business. While on the journey back, he met a person and inquired about Makkah, asking for the latest news. It is normal that when someone returns from a journey and meets a fellow countryman along the way, he asks him about the conditions of their country. That person responded by saying, The latest news is that your friend Muhammad has claimed prophethood. Upon hearing this, Abu Bakr said, If this is his claim, then there is no doubt that he is truthful. This single incident demonstrates how positively he thought of the Holy Prophet He did not need to see any miracle. In fact, a miracle is only required by one who is unacquainted with the claimant, where there is unfamiliarity and further assurance is required. However, one who is fully acquainted with the claimant does not require any miracle. Thus, while on his journey, Hazrat Abu Bakr learned about the claim of the Holy Prophet and accepted him. Then, when he arrived back in Makkah, he submitted himself before the Holy Prophet and asked, Have you claimed prophethood? The Holy Prophet replied, Yes, this is correct. Upon this, Hazrat Abu Bakr said, May you bear witness to the fact that I am the first to attest to your truthfulness. This was not a mere claim. Rather, Hazrat Abu Bakr demonstrated this through his actions and held true to this until his last breath. And even after his demise, he remained by the Holy Prophet's side. In the commentary of the verse from Surah Ar-Rahman, وَلِمَنْ Khafa But for him who fears to stand before his Lord, there are two gardens. But for him who fears to stand before his Lord, there are two gardens. The Promised Islām presented the example of Hazrat Abu Bakr and stated Take Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq as an example. He encountered a person whilst returning from Syria and asked him for the latest news. The person replied, There is no news other than the fact that your friend has claimed prophethood. Upon this, Hazrat Abu Bakr replied, If he has claimed prophethood, then he is truthful. He could never be a liar. Afterwards, Hazrat Abu Bakr Went straight to the Holy Prophet's home and said to him, May you bear witness that I was the very first to believe in you. Ponder over the fact that he did not demand a miracle from the Holy Prophet. It was solely on the basis of what he knew about him from before that made him accept him. Remember, miracles are demanded by those who are unacquainted. For an old friend, The events of a person's life suffice as a miracle. Thereafter, Hazrat Abu Bakr had to face great struggles. He endured hardships and extreme pain. Although he endured the most pain and suffering, he was also the first to succeed the throne of prophethood. Allah the Almighty rewarded him in this world and was assured paradise in the hereafter. He who at one time had to toil all day in his business was eventually appointed as the first successor to the Holy Prophet Then at one instance the Promised Messiah states, There are two types of people. There are those who are pure in nature and are the foremost to believe. Such people are wise and sagacious just like Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq Then there are those who are foolish, who only act when something befalls them. In other words, they only think to accept when they are faced with a hardship or an affliction. There is a debate regarding who was the first to accept the Holy Prophet There is a difference of opinion among the historians regarding the first male to accept the Holy Prophet Hazrat Abu Bakr, Hazrat Ali, or Zayd bin Harsa. Some present the solution that Hazrat Ali was the first child, Hazrat Abu Bakr was the first adult, and Hazrat Zayed was the first slave. Allama Ahmed bin Abdullah supports this view. He writes The very first to accept Islam was Hazrat Khadija bin Khwalid. The first to accept Islam from among the men was Hazrat Ali. Who was only a child, as has been mentioned previously, that he was only 10 years old and had kept his belief in Islam hidden. The first adult from among the Arabs to accept Islam and to express his belief was Hazrat Abu Bakr bin Abi Quhafa. The first from among the slaves to accept Islam was Zaid bin Hartha. All agree on this unanimously, and there is no doubt about this. The following is what Hazrat Mirza Bashir Ahmed Sahib has said regarding this debate. When the Holy Prophet began the propagation of his mission, the first to believe was Hazrat Khadija, who did not hesitate even for a moment. There is a discord among historians in reference to who the first convert among the men was after Hazrat Khadija. Some name Hazrat Abu Bakr Abdullah bin Abi Quhafa, while others say Hazrat Ali or Hazrat Zayed bin Harsa. Hazrat Mirzab says However, to us, this argument is useless. Hazrat Ali and Zayed bin Harsa were among the housefolk of the Holy Prophet and lived with him as his own children. They were to follow whatever was said by the Holy Prophet. As they were children, Whatever the Holy Prophet Sallallahu said, they accepted it. It is possible that they accepted this in the same way as well. Thus, their names not be included. Among the rest, Hazrat Abu Bakr is unanimously accepted as the first and foremost in his acceptance of Islam. Therefore, with regards to Hazrat Abu Bakr, Hassan bin Thabit, the court poet of the Holy Prophet Sallallahu says, <Sess- <Sess- إذا تذكرت شجوم من أخي ثقة، فذكر أخاك أبا بكر بما فعل، خير البرية أتقاها وأعد لها بعد النبي وأوفاها بما حمله، الثاني التالي المحمود مشهدا، وأول الناس منهم صدق الرسول. Whenever a compassionate reminiscence of any of your noble brethren rise in your heart, remember your brother Abu Bakr as well, on account of his virtues worthy of remembrance. After the Holy Prophet he was the most righteous and most just of all men and the greatest of those who fulfill their responsibilities. Indeed, it was Abu Bakr who was the second individual with the Holy Prophet in the cave of Thor, who had effaced himself in the obedience of the Holy Prophet Whatever task he would undertake, he would make it beautiful, and he was the first of all people to believe in the Messenger. Due to his nobility and abilities, Hazrat Abu Bakr was greatly honoured and respected by the Quraysh, and in Islam he acquired a status which no other companion has attained. Hazrat Abu Bakr did not even for a moment doubt the claim of the Holy Prophet ﷺ. rather accepted him instantaneously. Then he devoted his entire interest and his life wealth in the service of the religion brought by the Holy Prophet ﷺ. Among his companions, the Holy Prophet ﷺ held Abu Bakr most dear to himself. After the demise of the Holy Prophet, he became the first Caliph. During the time of his Caliphate, he furnished evidence of his unparalleled ability. With regards to Hazrat Abu Bakr, a renowned European Orientalist named Sprenger writes, The faith of Abu Bakr is, in my opinion, the greatest guarantee of the sincerity of Muhammad in the beginning of his career. Even though Muhammad himself was misled, he would not deceive anyone. In fact, he believed himself to be the Prophet of God with full sincerity of heart. <inaudible> Hazrat Mirza Bashir Ahmad further writes that Sir William Muir was also in agreement with the opinion held by Springer. With regards to the trials and difficulties Hazrat Abu Bakr had to endure for the sake of propagating the message of Islam, it is written in Usul ghaba that upon the advent of Islam, Hazrat Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu, was the very first to accept the message of Islam. An entire community of people accepted Islam through him owing to the love and affinity they had with him i.e. for Hazrat Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu So much so that five of the Ashra Mubashra embraced Islam through Hazrat Abu Bakr. Those who entered the fold of Islam owing to the preaching efforts of Hazrat Abu Bakr were well, Hz. Usman bin Affan, Hz. Zubair bin Al-Awam, Abdul Abdurrahman bin Auf, Hz. Saad bin Abi Waqas, and Hz. Talha bin Ubaidullah. In relation to this, Hazrat Mirza Bashir Ahmed Sahib writes in his book, Sir Khatum al-Nabiyyin, After Hazrat Khadija, Hazrat Abu Bakr, Hazrat Ali, and Zaid bin Haritha, five more individuals accepted Islam by the preaching of Hazrat Abu Bakr. All of these individuals acquired such eminence and dignity that they are considered the greatest of companions. These are their names: first was Hazrat Usman bin Affan, who belonged to the dynasty of the Banu Umayya. When he accepted Islam, his age was approximately thirty years. After Hazrat Umar, he became the 3rd Caliph of the Holy Prophet ﷺ. Hazrat Usman was remarkably modest, loyal, soft-hearted, beneficent and affluent. He served Islam financially at many instances. The love of the Holy Prophet ﷺ for Hazrat Usman can be measured by the fact that he gave him two of his daughters in marriage, one after another, due to which he is known as Dhun-Nurayn. Second was Hazrat Abdul rahman bin Auf who belonged to the dynasty of Banu al the dynasty of the Holy Prophet's mother. He was a man of extraordinary understanding and experience. It was he who settled the issue of the Caliphate of Hazrat Usman. When he accepted Islam, he was approximately 30 years of age. He died in the reign of Hazrat Usman. Third was Hazrat Saad bin Abi Uqas who at the time was in the prime of his youth. That is to say, 19 years of age. He was also from the Banu Zuhra and was astonishingly brave and courageous. In the reign of Hazrat Umar, Iraq was conquered at his hands. He died in the time of Amir Muavia. The fourth was Zubair bin Alawam, who was a cousin of the Holy Prophet He was a son of Safiya bint Abdul Muttalib and later became the son-in-law of Hazrat Abu Bakr He belonged to the Banu Asad and when he accepted Islam, he was only 15 years old. At the occasion of the Battle of the Ditch, the Holy Prophet sallallahu endowed him with the title of Hawadi, i.e. Disciple, due to an exceptional service performed by him. He was martyred in the reign of Hazrat Ali after the Battle of the Camel. The fifth was Talha bin Ubaidullah, who was from the tribe of Hazrat Abu Bakr, the Banu Taim. During that time, he was at the prime of his youth. Talha was also amongst the distinctive devotees of Islam. He was martyred in the reign of Hazrat Ali during the Battle of the Camel. All of these five companions are amongst the Ashara Mubashara. In other words, they are included amongst those 10 companions who were especially given glad tidings of entrance into paradise from the blessed tongue of the Holy Prophet himself and who were regarded his utmost intimate companions and advisors. The disbelievers of Makkah perpetrated all kinds of cruelties and injustices against those who accepted Islam. It was not just the weak and enslaved Muslims who were a target of their oppression, but even the Holy Prophet ﷺ himself and Hazrat Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu were not safe from them either. History bears testimony to the fact that they were also made a target of all kinds of injustices and cruelties i.e., the Holy Prophet wasalam, and Hazrat Abu Bakr anhu. There is an incident mentioned in Siratul Halabiyyah that when Hazrat Abu Bakr anhu, and Hazrat Talha openly expressed their acceptance of Islam, Naufel bin Adwiya took hold of both of them. This person was referred to as the Lion of the Quraysh and he tied both of them with one rope. Even the people of their own tribe, Banu Taim, did not come and save them. That is why both Hazrat Abu Bakr and Hazrat Talha are also known as Qarinayn, i.e. two friends joined together. Owing to Nawfal bin Adawiya's strength and cruelty, the Holy Prophet stated, "Allahu akfina shirrabni Adawiya." Meaning, O Allah, be sufficient for us against the evil of Ibn Adawiyyah. Urwa bin Zubayr narrates that he once asked Hazrat Abdullah bin Amr bin As to tell him the most heinous act committed by the idolaters against the Holy Prophet He replied that once the Holy Prophet was offering his prayer in the Hatim of Masjid Al-Haram when Uqba bin Abi Mu'ayyid came and put a cloth around the Holy Prophet's neck and then began to strangle him. During this time, Hazrat Abu Bakr came and took hold of Uqba's shoulder and pulled him off the Holy Prophet and stated أَتَقْتُلُونَ rajulan, أَن yaqula Rabbi Allah." that do you seek to kill a person because he says that Allah is his Lord In another narration, it states that the idolaters once asked the Holy Prophet whether he had said such and such thing about their idols. The Holy Prophet replied in the affirmative, upon which the idolaters surrounded the Holy Prophet. Meanwhile, someone informed Hazrat Abu Bakr to inquire about his companion. Hazrat Abu Bakr left and went to Masjid Al-Haram there he saw the Holy Prophet in a state whereby people had surrounded him. Hazrat Abu Bakr then stated, <laughs> Meaning, do you seek to kill a person because he says that Allah is his Lord, even though he has brought manifest signs from your Lord? Following this, they let the Holy Prophet Sallallahu go and instead pounced upon Hazrat Abu Bakr and began to attack him. Hazrat Abu Bakr's daughter, Hazrat Asma states that Hazrat Abu Bakr anhu, returned in such a state that when he would touch his hair, they would fall into his hands and he would continue to repeat Tabarakta ya dhal jalali meaning, O possessor of majesty and honor, holy is thou. In another narration, it is mentioned that these people grabbed hold of the Holy Prophet's blessed head and chin with such force that most of his blessed hair came out. Hazrat Abu Bakr stood up to save him and he was saying, rajulan, qula Rabbi Allah," Meaning, do you seek to kill a person because he says that Allah is his Lord? Do you seek to kill a person because he says that Allah is his Lord? And Hazrat Abu Bakr was crying whilst he was saying this. Upon this, the Holy Prophet stated, O Abu Bakr, leave them. I swear by him in whose hands is my life. I have been sent to them so that I may be sacrificed in this way. Following this, The disbelievers let the Holy Prophet go. On one occasion, Hazrat Ali asked the people, O people, who is the bravest among everyone? People replied, O leader of the faithful, you are the bravest. Hazrat Ali replied, As for me, whoever came up against me in combat, I did full justice. In other words, he killed him. However, the bravest was Hazrat Abu Bakr, when we erected a tent for the Holy Prophet ﷺ on the day of the Battle of Badr and thereafter we announced that who is it that shall stay with the Holy Prophet ﷺ so that no one from among the idolaters will be able to get to him. I swear by God, no one went close to the Holy Prophet ﷺ except Hazrat Abu Bakr who went and stood next to the Holy Prophet with his sword drawn out. In other words, none of the idolaters would have been able to get to the Holy Prophet unless they did not come up first against Hazrat Abu Bakr. Thus, he was the bravest of all. Hazrat Ali states, On one occasion, I saw the Quraysh had caught hold of the Holy Prophet One person was taking out all his anger on him while the another person was troubling him. They were saying, You say that there is only one God and forsake all others. By Allah, Whoever would approach the Holy Prophet, Hazrat Abu Bakr would strike them and they would flee, or he would reproach them and move them away. He would say, May you be ruined. (inaudible) Meaning, will you slay the man because he says, My Lord is Allah? Hazrat Ali then pulled his cloak and cried so profusely that his beard became drenched. Hazrat Ali then said, I ask you, in the name of God, was the believing man from among the people of Pharaoh better or Hazrat Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu. Perhaps Hazrat Ali referred to the believing man from among the people of Pharaoh because this verse of the Qur'an refers to that person from among the people of Pharaoh who had concealed his faith. In the court of Pharaoh, he said, Rajulan, rabbi Upon this everyone fell silent. Hazrat Ali then said, By Allah even one hour of Hazrat Abu Bakr was better than the virtuous deeds of the believer from among the Pharaoh's people, even if his deeds filled the entire earth. This is because that individual concealed his faith, but he, i.e. Hazrat Abu Bakr, openly announced his faith. Hazrat the Muslim radiallahu states, When we ponder over the incidents in the life of the Holy Prophet this claim that the Holy Prophet had an extraordinary amount of love and sympathy for mankind becomes a manifest reality. And at each step, we can see proofs for this. For years on end, the Holy Prophet endured such horrific persecution for the sake of the One God, that it is difficult to describe. One day, whilst the Holy Prophet was in the Kaaba, the disbelievers tied a belt around the neck of the Holy Prophet and fastened it so tightly that his eyes became red and began to bulge. When Hazrat Abu Bakr heard this, he came running, and upon seeing the treatment of the Holy Prophet, Tears began to flow from Hazrat Abu Bakr's eyes. Pushing the disbelievers away, he said, Fear Allah, will you persecute someone just because he says that Allah is my Lord? The Prophet ﷺ states, Once the enemies found the Holy Prophet alone and tied a belt around his neck and began tightening it. He was on the brink of death when coincidentally Hazrat Abu Bakr came there and with great difficulty, he managed to release them. Upon this, Hazrat Abu Bakr was beaten so severely that he fell to the ground and lost consciousness. There are various narrations about Hazrat Abu Bakr was freeing slaves. It is mentioned in the narration that when Hazrat Abu Bakr accepted Islam, he had 40,000 dirhams. He spent that in the way of Allah and freed seven people who were persecuted due to their belief in Allah. The slaves freed were Hazrat Bilal, Amir bin Fuheira, Zunira, Mahdiya, and her daughter, also a female slave of Bani Mu'mul and Ummi Awais. Hazrat Bilal was a slave of Banu Jumah tribe, and Umayyah bin Khalaf would persecute him severely. According to one narration, when Hazrat Bilal accepted Islam, his owners laid him on the ground and placed stones and leather skin on top of him. They said to him, your Lord is Laat and Uzza. However, Hazrat Bilal would only say, Ahad, Ahad. Hazrat Abu Bakr came to them and asked, how long will you go on persecuting him for? The narrator states that Hazrat Abu Bakr bought Hazrat Bilal for seven auqiyah and freed him. One auqiyah is 40 dirhams and so he was bought for 280 dirhams. Hazrat Abu Bakr then informed the Holy Prophet of this incident. To which the Holy Prophet ﷺ said, O Abu Bakr, include me as part of it as well. Hazrat Abu Bakr submitted, O Messenger of Allah, I have already freed him. Hazrat Amir bin Fuheyrah was a slave of African descent. He was the slave of Tufail bin Abdullah bin Sahbar, who was the brother of Hazrat Aisha from his mother's side. Hazrat Amir is counted amongst the earliest Muslims. He was persecuted in the way of Allah. Hazrat Abu Bakr anhu bought him and freed him. Hazrat Arumia was among the early female Muslims and accepted Islam in the beginning. The idolaters would inflict cruelties on her. She was the female slave of the Banu Makhzum. Abu Jahl would persecute her. It is recorded that she was the slave of Banu Abdul dar When she accepted Islam, she lost her eyesight. Upon this, the idolaters said that Laat and Uzza caused Zanira to lose her sight because she rejected them. Upon this, Zanira said, Laat and Uzza do not even know who worships them. How could they take away my sight when they themselves cannot see anything? This is from the heavens and it was Allah's decree that I lost my sight. My Lord has the power to enable me to see again. This was her reply to the disbelievers. The next morning when she woke up, Allah the Almighty returned her vision and she was able to see again. Upon this the Quraysh said, This is because of Muhammad's sorcery. When Hazrat Abu Bakr saw the pain and suffering inflicted upon her, he bought her and set her free. The accounts will continue in the future, God willing and there are some more narrations with regards to the freeing of slaves.
0: Alhamdulillah <laughs> Alhamdulillah Na'amadu, Nasta'inu, Nasta'khiru وَنُوَمِنَ الْبَهِيْءِ وَنَتَوَكَّلُوا بِاللَّهِ مِنْ شُرُورِ when الله الله إلا الله I shed the light, I shed the light, I الله إن الله we عن the والمنكر والبغي the ones who are the ones who لَكُمْ